What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode 119, where it is my honor and privilege to introduce a special guest joining this episode, and that is Hope College diver Justin Romero. How are you doing, Justin? Doing good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to join the podcast. So, like I said in the intro, you're, uh, you go to Hope College, you're a diver on the swim and dive team, so kind of one of the most important aspects of an athlete's career especially your career is looking at where you currently are so can you kind of talk about how you started in the sport of swimming and diving and how you really became a diver yeah so um i was initially uh, i swam since i was around eight for like a little club team and then uh, i joined my high school uh, middle school team or not my high school my middle school team and um, so I was a swimmer for about a year. And then in seventh grade, uh, I decided to join diving because as a kid, I was uh, always on the trampoline doing flips and they were doing flips. And uh, also, I thought it was nice to get out of the water because uh, I don't know, sometimes I thought it was too cold. Okay. And uh, that's about how I started diving. Yeah. So when you first started diving, did you, because I know some um, divers, when they first start, they sometimes do a little bit of both. Did you mainly focus on diving right away or was it more like a slow kind of transition where like, hey, I'm still going to do a little bit of swimming, but I'm also going to try diving as well? Yeah, it was um, like a transition until my sophomore year. It was half of the practice was swimming. Half of the practices were diving. Um and then at the beginning of my sophomore year, um, I decided to just go full in on diving. Awesome. So one of the things with swimming and diving, it's not a extremely popular sport. It kind of seems like it's a sport that if you've known people in your family to do it, you kind of do it um, or you join at a really young age. So why do you think um swimming and diving is not really a popular sport especially for you doing it for so long what's kept you kind of in that sport as well Mm -hmm. so um i think it's not a popular sport for two reasons i think is um not there's a lot of schools that have pools but there's also not too many pools that are competition like you can competition legal and um, so a lot of uh, high schools that I know don't even have a swimming and diving program. Um, and if they have swimming, uh, diving is also not as popular because you need diving boards and usually a diving well. So I think uh, money comes into it. And also just in general, um, a lot of other sports just get more views like soccer, um, like basketball. And it's just easier to get into, I would say. It's more... Uh, yeah, I guess it's just a lot more popular and more people do it. Yeah, and also some people might be not willing to join swimming and diving because of certain things like waking up really early um, and also that popular aspect of it as well. Like most people think of in the winter, probably think of basketball and not being either a swimmer or a diver. Yeah, especially, yeah. Definitely. Uh, waking up at sometimes five in the morning to go dive is uh, not the most ideal at all. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Exactly. So when you made that transition your sophomore year into a diver, did you kind of want, know that you really wanted to dive in college? Did you kind of know you wanted to, well, even when you were a swimmer, did you really want to be someone that either swim or dive in college? Or was it more of like you decided later on that you wanted to dive in college? Um, I decided at like the end of my so um, yeah it was definitely not planned Um, my last meet in high school I thought that it was at like it was just my last meet of my diving career um, until I applied to Hope and then uh, the swim coach coach Tabor um, reached out so what's the goal of going to Hope for swimming and diving or was it just like you loved hope and then they reached out to you and you're like hey this is an opportunity to continue to do the sport that I didn't think I might have mm-hmm. um so I was planning on committing to hope mainly for the academics because uh I was going into bi- I'm going into biology and um hope has a really like really good uh biology program and then I also wanted to be involved in college. So uh, being a part of a team, just uh, let me be on top of things. Exactly. And you're talking about that involvement of being a team. And the next thing I really want to talk about is kind of that bond or connections through the sport of swimming and diving. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that bond you have with your teammates, with your coaches, how that's like an extremely important bonds can you yeah can you kind of talk about that and also kind of bonding with the other divers on the other teams as well because you also come you also have that bond by just doing the sport in general yeah so um hope college uh their swimming and diving program is just really well knit it's kind of like a family and um like especially uh because i'm on the guys team and they are just so well, like they just know how to be so connected with each other. So I think it's really um, special what they have going on here when it comes to the teammates and the coaches are also very uh, involved in everything that you do. They're very supportive and um, they're really good at what they do. So I just feel like this entire swimming and diving program here at Hope is just one big family. Uh, love to have fun, but they also really love to be on that competitive side. And oh, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, and at the in the MIAA's in the conference, uh, everyone is also really. Um, everyone you, you like everyone cheers for each other, and it's um, yeah, uh, diving is just kind of like that. Just like everyone's really supportive of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, can you kind of talk about your? first impressions of the difference between high school diving being a team in high school compared to being on a college team because you just finished your first year there's probably quite a difference between the two between like how hard the practices are and maybe even like the closeness of your teammates as well Mm -hmm. yeah um in high school, there was, at least on my team, there was kind of a gap between the swimmers and the divers. The divers kind of did their own thing. The swimmers kind of did their own thing. And uh, it kind of just felt like almost like, 
even though we're there in the same meet doing different events, it almost felt like a completely different sport in a because it, it is a different sport, but in a sense of like we didn't talk as much. And uh, in college, um, everyone is just one like all connected. And um, I feel like they taught like the divers are much more involved. And um, yeah, they're just really involved with the swimmers. And that's yeah. Awesome. So can you, I'm going to talk a little bit more about kind of like the men's team, kind of some things that they do. Um, when you first got there, Hope College, for those who don't know, um, I'm not going to try to share too much, but Hope College, um, they give you a a hat to begin with, a nice white um, hat. Oh, yeah. um, how quickly did that turn into brown? <laughs> um, that hat probably turned brown in about a week. Um, that's, yeah. Um, as soon as you get that hat, um, the upperclassmen already start dirtying it. So yeah, my hat right now is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, my, my hat turned brown in probably about 30 seconds and it also has red on it too, because, um, we, we did like a gift exchange and someone had like a red marker or something like that. And when I brought it home and my parents saw it, they were like, what happened to this really nice hat? And I'm like, that's just, that's just what happens at hope. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what my parents were like. They were just like, what happened to your hat? And I was just like, Oh it's... But yeah, the hat definitely gets messed up. My hat used to have red on it. Because one of the divers, they had face paint, and they decided to put it all over my hat. And uh, so, that's, yeah, that's exactly what happened to mine. Is there was face paint, and they're just like, let me, let me just mark it up a little bit. So, <laughs> it, it's a great, it's a great team though, and um, I'm sure you and and Joey and all the other divers have been extremely welcoming to you yeah. and i'm assuming um your closeness with them and especially coach becca as well has continued to grow and will continue to grow and i'm sure that you've kind of noticed that right when you get on campus yeah um yeah i i just yeah i just agree like <laughs> <laughs> so i think a lot of people kind of think more of diving as kind of like the physical part of it because I think a lot of people see diving well they might not watch like a bunch of high schoolers but they watch videos of divers like smacking thinking <laughs> all that kind of aspects of it. it seems like the viral videos that are out there is like the really bad dives that smack not like the really good dives as well but I don't think a lot of people realize the mental toll that takes on you as well can you kind of talk a little bit about how you have to not only be physically tough to be a diver but how mentally tough you have to be as well especially after you smack or you not have a good practice because trust me I didn't have I had a lot of practices that weren't good and I'm sure and every diver has those experiences yeah. Um, so the phys um, I feel like the physicality aspect of diving also um, just ties directly with your uh, like with your mentality going into it, because I know like physically, like you have need to have like a good core and like strong legs to be able to push yourself off the board. 
but it's also all about like if like you need to know and you have to believe that you can do it or else it's just going to end bad and during uh meets um it's yeah it's very mental it's like yeah it's very mental because um in some meets it's just completely silent like when uh there's no swimming going on it's completely silent um everyone's looking at you and you only have one shot to do it and um even after you smack like i've had a lot of dives where um i like really needed this dive to go in well and it just didn't go as well as i wanted to and um you just can't be like hung up on that dive because you still have other dives to go. It's kind of just like uh, Becca always says, like it's in the past, you got to move on. And uh, just uh, as soon as you get out, just you just stop thinking about that dive and just start focusing on the next dive. And I think what really kind of helps with that, especially the mental aspect of, when you don't have a good dive, when it doesn't go well, or when you even smack, like everyone, every diver on that pool deck feels for you. Like they understand what you're going through. And I don't know if you necessarily get that for very many different sports, that feeling. And it always seems like every single diver is always super supportive or give you a little bit motivation and say hey you know what it's okay it happens it might not be exactly what you want but you can do it next time yeah I feel like when I see other people or like when people see me smack or anyone else smacks uh, they definitely have that like oh I've been there because I've seen dives like uh, like a forward two and a half with a full twist on the three meter board. Um, this is during conferences. Uh, one of the Kelvin guys, they just, it just wasn't that great. And then like, I, like, I knew that he didn't like, it just wasn't that great. He knew it wasn't that great, but I just kept like talking to him. Like it's all good because I've been there. I've smacked so many times off of that dive that like, I know like what's going through his head right now. And I've done that during meets too on that dive specifically where I've been smacking and, you know, I just, um, just, uh, everyone just has to try to be supportive with each other. Exactly. And I also think it kind of depends on when, when you smack, because if you smack in a meet, everyone's like super supportive. Well, everyone's super supportive every time you do that. But like, if you do it like practice and like you kind of come up and you're kind of like laughing a little bit about it, that's when people kind of like joke with you a little bit or play it back on the video monitor. But like, oh, if yeah. you're, if you're actually like legitimately like hurting, which sometimes happens. Um, One thing that when I was diving at Hope, one thing is that when people would smack, especially um, Cam, I don't know if you ever got to meet Cam, um, Cam Wilcox. He was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, every time he would smack, he would get bacon strips and it would always oh. look the worst thing in the world. And he's like the happiest guy afterwards. Well, not every single time, but he would just like joke around and you're like, how are you not hurting? And he's like, he's like, it happens. So I think it kind of just depends on when it happens and what that person is feeling, because there's been other times where once you smack and you realize how bad that hurts, that's when you kind of go over and just say, Hey, are, are you, are you okay? There's kind of a difference. And I think divers kind of can tell the difference between um, be kind of more of a laughing 
funny kind of thing or if it's more like, hey, you know what, let's go over, let's talk to them, make sure they're okay, make sure they're in a good headspace. Yeah, you definitely have to, like, read the room about that. And, like, you have to – because you don't want to come off, like, rude if you're, like, joking and then they're, like, really hurting. So you definitely have to read it. I always try to be positive. Like, I usually just laugh because, I mean, it happens to everyone. It's not – like, just because you smack doesn't, like – like, it doesn't say everything about you as a diver because everyone has done it. Even the people, like, in D1 or people that go to the Olympics, they've also been – they've also smacked a lot. Yeah, and honestly, if it wasn't, if people didn't smack, then they would never really try for to be better. Because if you don't push yourself and don't try new dives, then, and you keep your same dives, you keep doing it, and you know you're really good at it, the likelihood that you smack on those dives compared to the new dives is very much lower. Yeah, um, definitely one of the drawbacks to people trying to be really successful is like being scared of smacking because like, I mean, yeah, it hurts, but if you don't smack, you're never like, you're not going to be able to like get that one extra step up and be able to perfect that dive. Exactly. Or when you're trying to learn a new dive and this is kind of go, going to go into the next question. So when you're trying to learn a new dive or you're trying to dive for the first time, what's kind of going through your head? Can you kind of walk through like the process from the start of the dive until you actually enter the water? Because I don't think a lot of people, like I've said in the past, I don't think a lot of people realize how much goes into that process. Like you have to get on the board. You have to make sure your hurl is good enough where you can get through the whole dive. And then you have to hit, hit the dive. And for the first time, it's not always fun to have to do that. Yeah, um, it's definitely mentally draining when you have to do a new dive and you're just standing there on the board. Um, when I'm on the board and I'm about to do a new dive, I first visualize everything. Um, I kind of go through my head before I go physically, like step up. And I start focusing on like, okay, so for this dive, um, I need a lot of height. So... I need to work on as soon as I go to get like a really strong high hurdle. And then as soon as I um, go down at the bottom of the board and I know like how I'm going to take off, then, um, okay, like form wise, how am I going to like twist or tuck or like pike right and with enough power to be able to land that dive. And then as soon as like usually for new dives, you have a call where your coach will call and uh, as soon as you hear that then you kick out sometimes that is scary because um uh, on some dives especially on the three meter you can't really spot that well so you just have to trust your coach and you're really just holding on and you're just waiting for that call and the second that you hear it you just want to kick out as strong as possible and definitely put your arms up and make sure to grab yeah, and you, be- and you better hope your coach is um, calling at the right time because, trust me, there's been several times where um, a coach may be called a little early. And I don't think it's the coach's fault as well. It- it's really hard to call a dive. Yeah, I think with calling, um, it's a lot – it has experience, but also depends on the individual. Like, do they have a fast reaction time? Do they have a slower reaction time? Because um, not – 
spot in a call is going to be the best spot to call for each person. Because if someone has a uh, like a good reaction time, they might kick out too early when they hear it. If they have a too late, then they might smack going over. Exactly. So you talked a little bit about pike, tuck. There's also straight. What is your yeah. favorite position that you like to dive in? Or does it kind of depend on if it's a one meter or a three meter? Um, I think for both boards, I kind of just like tuck because um, I've always been pretty good at being able to throw, especially like with fronts. I'm really good at getting into a very tight ball. And uh, I might need to work on my flexibility a little bit for pike because it's still a little open. But, um, yeah, I think with tuck, I just have the most amount of power going into it. Yeah, I, I could um... – no, there was like one dive that I could pike in, but everything else it was completely tuck or completely completely straight. I the flexibility to be a diver that pikes at all. Yeah, um, yeah, piking is really uh, is really challenging because it takes a lot more form and like you can't like crimp up and or else you get deducted and it's just a lot of flexibility and like a lot of how you leave the board is like how fast you're going to go. And then um, if you go off wrong, like you, you're kind of just screwed at that point. Cause there's not much else you can do except hold on. Just hold on and, and hope that you either get around or that you don't um, come out way too early or way too late. You just base, because I've seen people that have piked that will just stay piked the whole, the whole way into the water because they know they're not getting there. Yeah, for sure. I do that sometimes, especially on like a front two and a half pike down. If I'm not making it, like I would probably just stay into a ball. Awesome. So we got a couple more questions. Um, what are some of the greatest memories you have had while diving and maybe some of the greatest struggles you have had as well? Because th- when when we have great memories, they kind of come right after great struggles as well because you have to build your way up to those memories yeah um i think i'm gonna start with the greatest struggles for me was um in high school for sure it was um a back one and a half tuck on the one meter and that one is really difficult because it's like your first introduction to a like when you actually tuck and you're going in blind it's a blind entry dive it's not like you're going to be able to see it at all times you're just going to look for the board and then kick out and then uh hopefully like you're straight and um i think that is like really tough and it's really mentally tough to be able to do it because um like you like you can't really save it like on fronts you can like like put your arms out last second or put your legs forward on a like going in on the back it's really hard to save it and um during this meet we were against a high school trenton and during warm-ups we were doing back one and a half and i like stood it up a little too well kicked out early and i completely scraped my uh, my calves on the board and oh was, that like, sounds horrible <laughs> yeah it was, it was a really bad hit and um yeah it was um, they were asking like, are you okay? You like, are you, this is during the warm up? Like, are you still able to die for the meet? And I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. Because in high school, it's um, in the middle of the meet. And yeah. then, um, so 
I was kind of like a little bandaged up on my calf, especially my right calf, because that one was like the one that I hit the most. And um, just like what you said, this meet was also one of my greatest uh, memories, which was when uh, this is during my sophomore year when I got my first 200 score. It was 201. And uh, I had to go back to that um, back one and a half during the meet. Everyone's silent. And um, you could tell that the tension in the stands was pretty high because everyone saw me hit it the first time. Like, oh, how come he didn't switch the dive? Like, is he going to do it again? And uh, thankfully, that one was actually one of my like best dives that I've done that meet. I think I got like six and a half or sevens on it. That's and, awesome. Uh, it was really exciting after that meet. That was like, oh, that struggle of hitting the board. Um, but it like also pushed me to do it right the next time and be able to get like a pretty good PR. Yeah. And one thing I, one thing about being a diver is if it's a front, you're facing right out and you can see everyone looking at you, especially the fans. If it's a back dive, you're literally looking and you see all those divers behind you. And I know some people are like, let's get to the side. So you can't directly look at you. But I don't think people realize we can still see every single one of you staring directly at me. Yeah, and you just kind of have to like, I always just stare at the back of the board and I really try not to look at other people, especially if because some divers uh, make faces a lot. Like if you're like if they think you're close, if they like flinch, you can see it. And then it kind of gives you like, oh, am I like really where I'm at? Like, am I where I think that I'm at or am I like too close to the board? Because the guy over to my right is flinching. Exactly. Are you one of those divers that because most divers do not all, but when especially when they're spinning really fast um, through the air, are you one of those divers? Have you ever seen like a picture of you? Do you make a face as well or are you just pretty like straightforward and you're like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm not going to react um you mean like during my like rotation yeah yeah i'm pretty uh calm i would say i'm not like because i kind of just feel it out so usually my eyes are closed at least on fronts i actually i i definitely have to spot for other stuff or else i would smack really bad but like on fronts i can feel it so i'm pretty calm i mean other than like the standard diving face sometimes when you're spinning too fast and you're like (laughs) just like the force of you spinning kind of makes you make a face but other than that i feel like i'm pretty calm during that awesome the one the one dive i never got was the dive that you talked about the back um one and a half maybe maybe someday i will um get that if someone's willing to call i i never got that dive dive and that was like the one regret i had was never getting that dive so maybe if i make a trip back up maybe um one of you guys can call me (laughs) once yeah, definitely. I'd call. And awesome. That, that dive's definitely um, – that one's, I think, is one of the most mentally tough hills to get over as a beginner. Like, getting through like, – being just being a diver in general, that first back one and a half, I feel like is just one of the scariest ones out of, like, any dive. Like, I, I've learned back two and a half off of three meter, and it's nowhere close to the first time learning the back one and a half just because – I don't know. It's just how mentally uh, tough to really trust yourself to go in blind. Exactly, and I would and I would trust your call if I ever got the opportunity to you 
you call a dive on that, especially that dive. So I would trust your call on that. Actually, Thank I would trust you. everyone's call on that, but may, maybe one day we'll make that happen. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So two last questions. Um, this next one is probably my favorite one. So if you were sitting in front of yourself when you first started diving and you could kind of tell yourself some of the stuff you learned through diving, some of the stuff you wish you knew at the time, some of the stuff that you went through, um, what would you tell yourself like the first time you started really diving? Um, I think I'd tell myself two main things. And it's the first one is just like, um, I know that it's scary, but like you really need to trust your coaches and like especially like their feedback, because as a diver, um, when I started out, like my coach would. And I was like, for like example, just like uh, just like how you twist, because I used I, I kind of twisted as a gymnast at first with like my or like a trampoline with so my hands on my side okay. as a diver. It needs to be more up. And that was one of the toughest things to learn because like um what's it called i would just keep like starfishing it in because i (laughs) i just couldn't uh get it and i i feel like if i would have just worked on it more instead of just like being like oh i can't do it because it's too scary and i'm afraid of smacking so i just feel like in general um when i started out that i just needed to uh kind of let the smacks happen so i could um progress more as a diver and another thing I probably would have told myself is to just have fun with it. That um, diving is a really fun sport just because like you're just able to do so many flips. And then like, if you're not completely um, like focusing on a list, you could just throw like just really fun dives that like you really love. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just think that um, as a kid, I should have just had a lot more fun with it instead of uh, being so hard on myself. Hey, hopefully you're having fun with it with it now. Yeah, I'm definitely having a lot of fun with it now. And uh, I've started throwing a lot more dives that uh, I was more afraid to. So I feel like I've definitely, from senior year in high school to freshman in college, after those two seasons, I've made a really big jump in progress. Awesome. That's great to hear. So last question what kind of advice would you give to anyone that's either considering di- joining the sport of swim and dive or wants to, but is a little bit nervous because they've never done it? Uh, I would just say like, just go for it. It's the sport of swimming. Diving is just such a close family. There's not a lot of like people that really judge a lot, uh, especially in like the sport of diving. Like there's not anyone that's like really judging like other than the judges of course like the actual uh divers are not like judging you like based on how well you do because people know that uh there's just such a like a wide um skill level and uh you know and it's just have fun with it um it's also just such a really fun sport again there's definitely a lot of challenges but like just with every sport being able to get over it uh is very rewarding yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, and I just want to add a little bit to that. I think it's just if you can get on the team and kind of get over the fact of either being judged by other people or kind of get over the fact that, hey, you know what, I might get judged. I think getting over that kind of fact 
and being on the team and actually doing it, I think that completely changes everything because the day you are on the team and the week or two after, I think you kind of realize how special that team is. And even if you are judged, let's say, by other people, it doesn't matter because you're a part of a team that has a closer bond than probably a lot of other sports have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, when people have like really bad meets, like no, like no one on the team holds it against them. No one thinks like, oh, like you're starting to like decline because like diving, it's really um, back and forth. It's like you could have a really good meet uh, one day and then the next meet, it's just completely off. And it doesn't mean that like all of a sudden, like you're washed, for example. It just doesn't mean that at all, because diving is just like such up and down with like uh, your points. So really, if you if, if you have a bad meet and people judge, it's not like um, they're thinking like you're a bad diver. It's more like they're thinking like, OK, like this is like an off meet, for example, because everyone has it. Everyone knows. And uh, people just don't judge based on one meet. And if you do bad, it's just no one really is judging that. Exactly. And at the end of the year, it, a lot of the times you're PRing. You're doing the best you've done all year. And I think just being able to get over that one bad or two bad dive, diving meets in a row, I think it will help you grow not only as an athlete, but as a person as well. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Awesome. Well, thank you again for taking your time out of your day, Justin, to join the podcast. I really appreciate this discussion. It was awesome having you on. Um, I always say this, but you're always welcome back on if you ever want to be on again. But I appreciate you taking your time to join the podcast. I wish you nothing but the best in your next couple of years. I hope I hope you're able to achieve everything you want to, and I am super excited that the Hope Men's and Women's Swim and Die program is going because the women's have dominated lately and I think the men will mm-hmm. be dominating here really shortly. Yeah, I hope so too. But thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And that is a wrap to episode 119. Thank you again, Justin, for joining. I hope everyone has a good night.